1: You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style,
0: the Go To collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new Go To collection on adidas.com/golf,
2: fella. This is Tyson Nash and you're listening to Missing Curfew.
0: welcome back to a fresh episode of missing curfew up dog my man
1: fella fella mondays fella fella monday monday baby what's up fella
0: Fucking feeling good for a monday <laughs> you feeling good at, for a monday you're
1: looking fresh because i only had a one night
0: weekend but that's my success to a good monday one night blow it out Relax the rest, buddy.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know what? I've taken uh, taken some time off. I've taken some time off. No, <laughs> yeah. no sugar, no alcohol. Wow. It's been uh, six days now. How's that feel? Not bad. It's good I, on the it's good on the guts. It's good yeah. on the fucking mind. Sleeping I well.
0: I'm gonna go thirty days in January. Oh, you're gonna the, the sober Jan. I'm gonna go sober Jan right before we head in for the first fellow tour in fucking Fort Lauderdale for the All Star Game. <sighs> Heads up. For thirty that. days. Um, just had a little wellness you to doctor. Wanna, you might
1: want to maybe build up for that. So you don't want to go in there just fresh. <laughs> I'm so, going to go so in so there clean. just fucking ready So fresh, so clean. No,
0: I'll be able to drink before that. Cause the all-star game is like February 8th. Oh, you get a full week. So I'm going to Aspen for new year's with you guys and I'll come back on the second. <clears throat> Well, I won't drink on the first either because I'll be hurting so bad. So I'll, I'll still start January first. I'll start January I'll start January first off time. Oh, so. Good point, there, so. I'm glad you're taking a couple of days off. That's always good just to kind of give it a little, yeah, a little oil I've change. I've been just
1: going life force and drinking lots of water, doing the mushroom tea and you know, just clarity, bud. Clarity. Mushroom Something tea. Good.
0: What's the mushroom tea? Like you put mushrooms in yeah, there? Yeah, I
1: do the mud water. Mud water. This is a free pop-up for the mud water, guys. But uh, yeah, it's mud water. I do, uh, in the morning, it's mud water, straight up, which is all the proper good stuff. So it's not, the mush-
0: it's not the mushrooms
1: I'm thinking, or is it? No, it's a little bit of it. Oh, Lion's wow. mane, all that stuff. No real psychedelics to it, but a lot of things that'll help explore the mind. And then at night, they got the mud water rest. Throw a little honey in there, give it a little sweetener, and then uh, wow. it calms you down. Gives you, like, chamomile and, again, just stuff to activate. Great dreams. Great dreams. So- Um, I would recommend it for anyone out there who wants to get off coffee. It's a great coffee alternative. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. All right. Mushroom tea in the morning, mushroom tea in the morning,
0: mushroom tea at night. All right. Uh, Maybe I'll have to give that a try. See what uh, kind of dreams I have. I had some weird dreams this week, actually, but, uh, anyways, we're getting off topic here. Up dog. We got Tyson Nash coming on, uh, a guy that, you know, a little bit from your time in Arizona guy that I've got to know, uh, since me and you got in the media business, I love what he brings to the table. He's always honest. He wears six suits, but when he calls a game, it's fun to listen to. Yeah, he, yes. he brings yeah. that element of a locker room, kind of what we want to bring here at Missing Curfew. Um, yeah, he's always looking sharp, good hair, fucking good flow. So yeah,
1: they got a good staff there. I just throw out a little shout out to my boy Rich Naren, who runs their media there. He's the team media guy. He's great. Um, Todd Walsh, who's a beauty. It's uh, it's Nasher's kind of like interview guy during the game for uh, uh, for their segments. But great team there. Nasher's a pro. Uh, we followed, you know, up the ranks quite, uh, yeah. very similar. Yeah. Very similar uh, style of, of uh, career path for he and I. Phoenix, uh, St. Louis, and then, of course, Camel's Blazers. So yeah. uh, this is Tyson Nash Coming at you, fella.
0: Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. I'm uh, a guy that we've been trying to get on for a little bit sharp suits every time i see this guy on tv first thing i think is national league suits
1: Sharp suits. i think this is as messy as his hair has ever been <laughs>
0: hey? tyson nash
2: thanks for joining mr curfew fella boy the, the toupee is uh, it's windy out there today in scottsdale <laughs> the toupee is blowing around i need my chin strap here but i appreciate the uh, acknowledgement um there it's a rental, a couple of rental suits, but uh and some naked mannequins running around
1: out there. So <laughs> Well now that Panger's gone as uh you know as the color guy there in uh in in Phoenix, you get to uh you get to kind of explore a little little taller area in between the benches. Um, you know, bigger smile. But uh when I came in there, you and Panger were kind of buzzing around. How's our boy Darren Pang been? You see him? Oh, uh, he's gonna.
2: He's been awesome, Uh, you know that's no easy task, Um, those are big little shoes to fill, (laughs) let's just just say that, he's one of the best, you guys know that, he's always so positive, Uh, you know, he's got that high end energy, uh, which I think you have to have in this job uh, on a podcast, Uh, you got to be approachable, Uh, Panger taught me a lot, we still keep in, uh, in touch. Uh, there were some hot topics last year with the Zegra stuff flying around. You find out who your friends are in a in a hurry. And Darren Pang was uh, was a guy that was uh, right there at my doorstep, uh, you know, helping me out.
0: Yeah, the thing about Panger is, I always said this, anytime I played against the Blues or whatever it was, he always made the game more fun in between the, like, right? In warm-up, you talk to Panger, the TV timeouts. Like, that could be the ultimate compliment
2: to him. Like, he makes the game more enjoyable as a player. And you know what? Like, I think... The game is. I mean, yeah, as you guys know, the game completely changed in a lot of different areas. But the players are so like they're so friendly out there. First of all, which I absolutely hate. But then they're <laughs> so they're so serious. On on the other hand, I mean, it's still the old school guys though that that come by the the Matthew Kachuks, the Brady Kachuks. They give me the fist pump between the benches. You just don't see a, a lot of guys do that anymore, which which I find. Uh, really kind of disappointing but you're right when panger was there he was always in your ear he was always laughing and joking with you um i, I miss that for sure
1: you just miss watching the the meatheads kind of patrol the line eh? and just <laughs> take it all in you're like ah tonight's gonna be good i get to call a good one here look at these two beauties just trying to fight look each at other
0: Look right. working the line with his with his blonde mohawk i'm like holy fuck <laughs> <laughs> hey. yeah at
2: least i'm not on the ice I'm, I'm behind enemy lines now i'm not right the uh the thick of things, as you can tell, this this is not a nose on my face. It's uh, it's actually an elbow. It's so, big, it's, it's so big, it's got a joint in it. It, it got uh, twisted up a few times out on that
1: ice. Uh, Nasher, we were laughing uh, earlier. Yeah, that nose is well-deserved, buddy, for how you played. Um, but we both kind of came through the same ranks. You're an Alberta boy, born in Edmonton, played all your junior hockey in Kamloops. Three Memorial Cups, buddy. Fuck. That's pretty impressive. Take me back to yeah. uh, take me back to like a little Camloose Blazer Tyson Nash. Were you were you jacked up like this? Did you have tattoos in junior? What, what, <laughs> what was kind of your speed then?
2: Yeah, I uh, I got my first tattoo I think when I was fifteen uh, when I when I played for the Blazers. I was uh, I was actually good back then, up here if you can believe it. I was like one of the top ranked Canadian players. Um, you know, at thirteen, I, I think you couldn't get drafted, but you took uh, you got listed, and I think I took like four or five spots back then because I was, you know, good and Kamloops jumped on it. And uh, obviously it didn't turn out the way we all hoped, but uh, I played on amazing teams. Um, I'll just say that when you win championships, no matter at what level you're at, uh, that is a bond and a friendship uh, and a group that you you never stray away from. We still get together in the summer times. We reminisce uh, all the time. We got a big group chat uh, that we still fire back and forth. Um, and we follow each other's careers moving forward and uh, very blessed to be a part of a, a team like Kamloops, the Jerome McGinnes, the Darcy Tucker's, yeah. Scott Niedermeyer was there when I was, uh, when I was 16 years old. Daryl Sador was there, uh, Zach Boyer, who's still one of my best friends today. I mean, you go back and you look at some of the names, I mean, that, some of those names are in the Hall of Fame. I mean, so it just kind of tells you, um, you know, that it's, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty special to win three out of four years. Uh, To win once. I mean, my son plays in the Western Hockey League now, and he's like, he really finally appreciates it because he's like, dad, it's hard enough to get to the playoffs, let alone actually get to the Memorial Cup and then win it. And then win it, you know, two more times after that in the short amount of time that you are in junior. So uh, very though, boys. It,
1: insane. Yeah, I, I'm just going to take you back to my experience in Kamloops, too. I was a, I was a listed draft player from, I never got drafted, but listed from Fort Mac. Obviously, if a scout wanted to come watch us play hockey up there, they were fucking nuts, <laughs> What does right? listed mean? Listed was where you, you don't get picked up in the draft. So basically, you got a couple years after that, they could just pick you up as like a free agent kind of thing. So if you're from Northern Alberta, not many scouts would travel up there. They'd stick around like Edmonton or Calgary or Vancouver or whatnot. So anyway, I went in for my first training camp. Dean Evanson's our coach. Um, and all the guys that you just mentioned were all back skating, which is so great about Kamloops is all those guys used to come back, spend their summers in Sycamoose, you know, on the lake and do their thing. And, um, yeah, I'm out for practice. I'm like with Daryl Sador playing Juice Boy and and Mark Reckey and we're shooting on like you know Corey Hirsch or whatever. It was just like it, yeah. Kirk McLean. It was a full thing, and I'm like, fuck, this is crazy. I, I actually felt like I was in the NHL at the moment I first stepped on the ice in junior. I'm looking at, you know, Mark Reckie's records that are on a banner for all the points he scored. And you just see all these names in the rafters and you're like, holy shit, the tradition here is, is insane. And yeah. then the support that you get from the crowd and the fans is why Kamloops is, is ultimately the, you know, the junior hockey mecca that it's been.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. And, and you don't realize it until after. I, I don't think I really appreciated what happened in Kamloops until, you know, long after I was even done playing. Uh, and my son's playing, and um, you, you recognize, because at that time, you're like, okay, I'm living with Daryl Sador, I'm playing with Daryl Sador, and Scott Niedemeyer, I know they're great players uh, at this level, but you didn't know they were going to go on, and you know, and have the careers they did in, in the National Hockey League, winning Stanley Cups, and in the Hall of Fame, and I'm like, God, I actually played with those guys when I was when I was young, but I think when you're young, you just kind of try to soak it all up, you look at the best player, uh, you know, who's who's on your team, and uh, in your locker room, and and you just try to emulate what they do on on the daily, and hope you can just maybe be you know somewhat half as good as that, right? Hey, maybe. hey, Matt, sorry, who yeah. Who is the
1: goalie? Steve? Who? He's a beauty. He's um, oh, Steve Passmore. Steve Passmore. What a what a beauty <laughs> that guy was. This guy, see, Like he was a savage, right? Did he play for the level? Hawks? Yeah, yeah. At the time I met this guy, I was young, but I'm like, this guy fucks. This guy's like, having, <laughs> this guy's having a time out here. He's like, I'm like, is he ready for training camp or what? What What was his
2: career like? Oh my god, I mean, it was remarkable. He made it made it out of there. But again, like when you win, scouts and 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 GMs on NHL teams they want guys who have won because they know that those guys know what it takes to win. Um, and Steve was one of those guys. We used to have this thing in Camloops. And I'm sure you know it. it. It's, it was pH squared and he'd write it on the board on Friday or Saturday night. And you would have a day off the next day. And it was it meant play hard, party hard. And we would party. And I swear, this is what made us so good is that we look forward to it. We look forward to having a black eye after the game, yeah, and, yeah. you know, going out to the, to the bars, you know, even when we were you know too young to get in. And the attention we would get, I mean, you just, you just loved it. It was, it was uh, part of your, your culture. And, um, Steve Passmore though, he was the epitome of, of that guy. I don't even know who that I is. is. I know it's <laughs> Oh yeah. He played the Chalda. Yeah. He, he did. The Black wow. Yeah. I yeah. got to look yeah. him up he, he, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So.
1: So they're they're hosting the Memorial Cup, which is kind of why I want to dive into this. Um, I haven't been to a Memorial Cup since I left junior. I watched one in in Kelowna back in the day when those guys were rolling through. And I think they won two Memorial Cups, kind of like the Blazers did back in the day. But uh, your guys playing in Winnipeg, your young, your youngster, they're leading the CHL and, you know, in rankings right now. What would it mean to like see your kid kind of go back and play in the Memorial Cup now?
2: I I can't even I can't even imagine what, what that would be. You want to talk about memories, uh, you know, coming rushing back, and it's in Cambridge. That's that's the beauty of it. So uh, I don't want to get too far uh, ahead of myself, but their team right now is is so dominant, uh, you know, and we all know it means absolutely nothing. Uh, when it comes to playoff time, as I know all too well, we steamrolled everyone when I when I was with the St. Louis Blues, won the Presidents Trophy. There wasn't a rank, there wasn't a game that we didn't go into thinking we we're going to absolutely crush these guys, and then we ended up losing to San Jose in the first round of the playoffs. Um, best team to never win a cup. I'll just I'll just say that, but um, that's kind of where Winnipeg's at right now. They got to continue to take steps. Um, and hopefully they can, uh, they can get to, get to the dance, get to the Memorial cup and, and me and, uh, me and mama will be front and center yeah. the rest of the family and in my old stomping grounds in Kamloops.
1: You're going to get a fellow tour no, stop that, off. We're, 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 we're coming up there. I haven't no. fucking announced it yet, but we're coming to Memorial cup. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming. <laughs> first,
0: first. I heard of that in First. I heard of that. Hey. Nashville. <laughs> I, I played with Scotty Niedemeyer when I was a rookie in the NHL and he was like the perfect human being. Did he have any bad habits in Canloo Did he did he like to go out and maybe get drunk that nobody knew about? but not to throw Norm out of the bus here, but such a great human being? Did he have any flaws back then, Nasher?
2: You know what? It's so disappointing because he didn't. I know like, he didn't. He's and just like, a we nice for, We we call him the professor. Like he puts these glasses <laughs> yeah. on, and I'm just like, you're a, you're one of the best defensemen that ever played in our league. And you wanna, I mean, you know you played with him. He is the smartest, most sarcastic human being that. You could ever meet you don't want to get into a uh you know a a, a match a fighting match when it comes to words i, no. I can promise you that um he is just a, a interesting individual uh amazing guy but no he never drank i think the, the worst thing he did maybe was you know was his, his long <laughs> hair he had the long slow and low. Um, and he loved his big trucks, loved his big monster trucks and who knows what else he's into. That's a yeah, Western League. Would
0: he sweat after the game of junior? Cause in the NHL, he wouldn't even sweat. Like I'd be like, Norm, you're not even sweating, bud. <laughs>
2: was the same. I remember, June? I remember one shift he had, they had it on the, on the, it was in the playoffs when he was with Anaheim. I swear to God, he had almost a five minute shift. It was like, he killed the entire penalty. Then they went out for the power play and he, he did it all. He didn't come off the ice once. I mean, it, the guy is not human. And, no, he's I not. I mean, you've seen, his, you've seen his legs. I mean, they're like <laughs> redwood trees. I mean, it's, not even, it's not even normal.
1: That's great.
0: Master. I want to ask you about those blues teams that you just brought up there. Chris Pronger, guy I played with. I remember watching you boys play. Like I remember you, and I was like, you know, we think of our era as pretty tough, right? But it's, it's like every era before, it I think, was tougher and tougher. So talk about those teams a little bit more, and talk about your role back then of like, I know you had some tough guys with Twister and Chaser, but like you were always in the shit. That's what I remember watching you.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Again, that's how I got this nose, Um, (laughs) you know, I mean, those St. Louis Blues teams were absolutely gross. I mean, you guys know the road just to get there. I mean, my style didn't change when I, when I got there. I mean, I, I have been doing this since I was playing junior. I mean, I had to play this way because I was small uh, in a big man's game and a big man's world back then um you know i had coaches and i had teachers telling me "Hey, you're never gonna make it you're too small you can't skate you're not big enough all this stuff so well i'll never forget when i got my first opportunity in st louis larry plow gave me the chance and he said i don't care who you are i don't care that you're a walk-on i don't care if you're first round a 10th round whatever it is you you earn a spot on our team and you're gonna make it and i'll never forget and this is kind of how my teammates ended up kind of you know falling in love with me, guys like Twister and guys like Kelly Chase. But when I, you know, came to training camp, first shift, Pavel Dimitra, their leading scorer the year before, gets the puck, crosses the blue line. I'm on the other team and I'm like, all right, this is my chance. And I hit him, I knock him out cold, I separate his shoulder, they scrape him off the ice on a stretcher. And all I hear is Kelly Chase on the other team's bench yelling and screaming at me that he's gonna murder me and he's gonna kill me. And I'm like, oh, my God. And my, dad, <laughs> and my dad, before training camp, I'm 24 at the time. My dad's like, this is it, kid. You were in Vancouver. You never got a sniff. This is it for you. You better, you know, don't say what have coulda, shoulda. You know, make sure they recognize who you are uh, and, you know, what your name is at the end of every practice, every scrimmage, whatever it takes. I'm like, I think it was safe to say that uh, they remembered who I was. Chaser jumped over the boards. I ended up fighting them. <laughs> Uh, I finished I finished third in that fight. Uh, my nose was on the other, hey. other side of my face. I mean, it was it was gross. And Bobby Plager, Appie, as you know, Hell he yeah. was the coach of our team. So there's no penalties. So I went to the penalty box, and the guy in the penalty box was like, no, no, you're go back. You're back nice. now You're, you're like, like oh. hold on, my <laughs> nose is bleeding. I need five minutes here <laughs> yeah. to stop the
0: leaking voice.
2: <laughs> <boys." laughs> I needed to straighten it out, right? So I even had to pick up my own gloves, and I go back to the bench, and Bobby Plager's like, get back out there and i'm like oh my god are you kidding me so i go back out there and you know i ended up taking a run at al McKinnis, and friggin McKinnis cross-checked me knocked a couple teeth out and friggin that was the start of my training camp but um again you go back to those blues teams eventually the guys took a liking to me because i made their eventually. job really easy <laughs> i made twister's job really easy kelly chase's job really easy because now they're not going out just to fight for, for a show they're going out because uh Ty Domi is just, you know, knocked my nose again on the other side of my face. And now they're now they're pissed, right? Yeah. Now Twister's like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy because you just, you know, beat up my teammates. So it was uh, it was it was fun.
0: You got the boys all riled up and then Twister Chaser yeah. came in to take care of it. I love it. Hey, I love hey, it. Yeah, hey,
1: sure. I had something similar in St. Louis at the time of my career where I was a fourth liner and I was like you i was buzzing i kept i had kyle brodziak up the middle i had revo so i had my tony twist and arguably you know brodziak was tough you fought brodziak but i did i did yeah, he would guy. like to go and and my job was to basically you know entertain these boys fucking fly around throw throw the body around just <laughs> fucking get to the net make them laugh and then fucking play hard it was similar to you and talking about similar we both wore number nine correct
2: yes yes
1: you got 235 games played for the Blues. I got 206. Not bad. Yeah. You got 24 goals. I had 23. Solid Western League. I got him by one. Out of boy, Nasher. 26 apples. I had 28. We got identical stats, brother. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, that's pretty that's, good that's scary <laughs> I mean, better, you got more pims than, you got than more pims than me yeah, but was gonna, i was just gonna say where's <laughs> the pims i want to see the pims. i love the he pims, left though. the pims
0: out Nasher, because you probably dominated him you probably had about 400 more <laughs> pims
1: than me well deserved <laughs> too. You,
2: you know what i hated though and i swear to god this happened i swear to god this happened because i think when i left paul korea came in after and then you came in after paul korea and I swear to God, because I remember the jerseys always changed, right? And I see these nine jerseys floating around in the era that I wore the jersey. And it doesn't say Nash on the back. It says Korea <laughs> or, 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 or Upshaw. They just ripped my Nash off and they sewed the new name on right? without getting a new jersey. Okay. I, was, I was always so pissed.
1: Hey, actually, nice I'm chancy. gonna I'm gonna hit this right now. You had you had four seasons in a row with over hundred with over hundred pims for the Blues. So
0: oh well, boy, that's,
1: well done. That's NHL there. I like that. Yeah.
0: Well done. Yeah. Hey, they all count, Asher. Yeah. They all count.
2: They all count. I could yap, yeah, boys. I could yeah. But I'll tell you what. I it, it was. I was scared to. Yeah. Like I'm just telling you. I was. I'm glad the game has changed. When I I think of my kids playing and because I wouldn't yeah. want kids to go through what the mental anguish that i did every day i was absolutely scared out of my mind i couldn't sleep the night before because i did something the game before i i'd go after your grandma i'd go after your girlfriend your wife it didn't matter I, i chaser would fill me with information and knowledge and i would go out there and just rile guys up like no one's business and i knew it was coming and a lot of times it i got what i deserved but i was scared to death every single game i can i can tell you that and i don't think people understand today I mean, he, our game has changed so much. These kids got nothing to worry about. Nothing. I mean, who's who's running around them? Nobody. These, who's, I mean, the tough guys in our league, I mean, are still tough, but not even close to what we had no, back in the day, right? No,
0: and our era was not even as tough as yours, but I know what you mean, Nash. Like, early on in my career, I was like, you know, pregame nap would be a nightmare. The night before, I'd be <laughs> at dinner, but I'm like, fuck me. I know I got to get in one. Like, this is brutal. Like, a lot of sleepless nights and afternoons, but, like, nowadays, like, the fighting's one thing because I'm with you, but, like, they don't even forecheck anymore. Like if you're a D, you can just go back and get the biscuit. You're like, this is nice. Like in my era, it was like Bougart, uh, Big Earn fucking Colton Orr. they're just, they didn't even two-two care about Tutu. Yeah. Like
2: I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Snock bubbles. <laughs> out of their noses. They're like, and there was like no hold up. Level, you know, no. so you can just run guys over. And I mean, it's just, I laugh now. I'm just like, again, I love it. Cause you know, I mean, it's a different game now, but I do miss the the old school. I mean, you look at the fans. Fans get excited for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's the fight. I mean yeah. you look around the rank. I do the games between the benches. They still love the fight. And then it's a big hit and then it's a goal. I, I truly believe that in that order. So I'd love to see a little bit more of it, but I obviously understand where it's going in today's world. Nasher, talk about
1: what that mentality of like having to, you know, fucking like grab a sack and and sack. you
0: know like you know, grab it. a sack find, find your, your sack. balls <laughs> yeah find your balls grab a you know I used to say give your balls a tuck, burn your, your balls a tuck. Uh,
3: like,
1: explain that like leading into the next phase of your life when you left hockey and you went into you know color commentating and then as far as I know you got into business I think you might have bought a few Orange Theories and Obi wanted to talk to you about that because he likes to work I out. I used at to them. work
0: out there it's fucking no joke I didn't stop but, <laughs> all the t- housewives t- <laughs> were kicking my ass <laughs> Yeah, He's at Corona Del
1: Mar just looking around at all these 40 year old cougars just yeah. like fuck this is nice do a couple extra rows get their heart rate up. <laughs> but uh, but just talk about like the mentality of, of having to lace up and, and play the Style you did to like leaving the game and then finding a new p- passion and drive into like the next phase of your life.
2: Well, I, th- I think first of all we we've all done it. I mean, we all sacrificed. We we all did whatever it had we had to do, whatever it took to, to make the NHL. And everyone uh, everyone's road and journey looked a little bit different. Um, for me, I kind of touched on it. I I tr- I truly was told a million times from coaches from teachers. Um, you know, I was a little bit of a problem child and came from a broken home. And, you know, so this was kind of my, you know, my, my outlet, right. Was to kind of act out and I could act out on the ice and I could, you know, make a living at it. And I, you know, it wasn't also a big part of my personality. I was, I'd like to think I'm a pretty nice guy off the ice and, you know, people like me and, you know, I, um, I, you know, still get a lot of friends in the game, but when the, when the whistle went and the puck dropped. Uh, you had to flip that switch and you you had to do whatever it took. And I remember Joel Quindle, he came to me and said, listen, training camp's over. You were great. You had great eight great games. I think you fought like six times and I couldn't see out of either eye. He goes, but but can you keep doing it? Yeah. Um, and, and if you can keep doing it and if you can be the most hated man in this game, you'll always have a job with me and with the St. Louis Blues. And I, I literally started crying and he shook my hand and he's like, Go get a place. Go, go find a place to live. Call your wife. Um, so I'll never forget the opportunity that uh, Joel Quinville gave me and Mike Kitchen, who was like my second father, um, and how they helped me and, and turned me into a, a great NHL player. But, you know, we had to sacrifice. We had to do whatever it took. And, you know, uh, sometimes <laughs> yapping on the ice uh, got me into a lot of trouble um got me injured a, a number of times but it didn't matter you know because i did i was going to do whatever it took not to go back to the american hockey league not eating soggy subs and drinking <laughs> beer on the back of back of the bus two you know, spinners on the floor <laughs> when you're trying to sleep yeah. eh? You're like fuck i'm trying to shut her down here <laughs> syracuse to rochester i'm oh, like oh my man. god where where are we like oh. i want to i want to stay on the, the, the bird the private plane i used to call my wife when we'd land and I'd call her one time from the, the phone, from the airplane. Remember that when the, you could, they had the phones in the back <laughs> of the seat and I'm like, Oh my God, they got shrimp cocktail on here, <laughs> yeah. Pong and dos ice cream. And I'm just, I, I was living my best life. And you know, you, you, you never wanted it to end, uh, but it does sadly. Right. And it, and it ends badly for everyone. I mean, unless you're Wayne Gretzky or, uh, and even for a lot of superstars, it ends badly. And eventually the door closes and no one opens it up again. And you got you to recreate yourself and you got to recreate your life. And um, for me, um, you know, I jumped right into broadcasting. Uh, I, I think I was very fortunate because I didn't know it at the time. Um, but the job that came along, there's not many of them. And, and I jumped on it. Um, and it's the best thing that I've, I've ever done. I've been doing it for 15 years it's the best job in hockey. That There's no massive highs and lows like there are as a player. Uh, win or lose, you're, you're having a great time. <laughs> hit you're the booze. Win or lose, hit <laughs> the, <laughs> the <laughs> boost. <laughs> <laughs> you're enjoying the cities too, right? Like as a player, you didn't really always enjoy the city. You're always, oh, okay, it's midnight. I better go home. Yeah. You know, now it's like you're, you're really enjoying everything about the National Hockey League. Uh, and there's not a day that goes by that I, I don't feel so blessed. Um, and then I got into business and my story is, is, uh, is, a, is a tough one. You know, you, you can all find out what I made in my career, um, but I had a financial guy that, that took a lot of my money. Um, and I was, I think at the end of the day, I was left with, I think, 250 grand in my bank account um, after all the dust settled and, um, and these guys are, are now in jail. Um, and I still don't know the full story, you know, of what really actually happened to a lot of us. Um, but I was left with 250 grand and I was in depression. I was taking meds. I was, I was the most, you know, I was on a uh, death doorstep there for a long time. My wife finally looked at me and she's like, all right, let's go. Like, get off your ass. Like, let's stop feeling sorry for ourselves. It is what it is. We got to figure this out. And, uh, we started, I started working out and I started going to this workout and it's called orange theory. And I'm like, well, what the heck is this? And I started looking around the class and I'm you know i'm like holy cow this thing's packed like there's 39 <laughs> people in here it's expensive as hell right yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. cheap my god it's it's not cheap and i'm like you know then all of a sudden the, the numbers in my head are going and i'm like hang on here i go this could be a good business model so me and my wife were like you know what let's do it let's freaking throw whatever's left in our bank account and and go after this so we ended up partnering with a with a guy we built one uh ended up building two three four and five and uh It's the best thing I've ever done in in my life. And uh, I lost a lot of money, um, as I mentioned, but I made myself whole, uh, you know, times, uh, times, times 10 after that, so. But that's awesome.
0: Good. I mean, the fact that financial violence, like you should be able to, uh, anyways, that's such a joke that pisses me off. I'm sorry that happened to you, but well, on he's, the, get, he's
1: getting his taste on the orange, Siri, now, on sure. the orange yeah. Siri
0: thing. There was this one, this one teacher, she was good looking girl. And she'd come over and be like, <laughs> she'd be like, ah, uh, you got to bend your knees more. You gotta, you're not getting full extension. And finally, after a couple months, I'm like, Hey, sweetheart, listen, I get you're trying to help me out here. I just retired from pro hockey. I'm just trying to get a sweat in. Like, I'm not going to get full extension. I'm not going to, you know, I'm just trying not to fucking die in here. All right. Like she, every day she'd be all over me. I'm like, and the stupid rolling thing. I was like, it was, I worked out there for two years. And the reason I stopped is it made me sore. I was like, I've been sore my whole life. I don't want to be sore after working out Orange City with the housewives of Orange County. You know what I mean? So I gave it up Nasher. but I supported you for a bit.
2: Well, I, I heard you got kicked out, actually, because I heard you
0: were <laughs> running behind the mobs the <laughs> treadmill. <at the camera. laughs> yeah, that was the thing, too. I come out of there and I was like, Jesus, I, I, I it just wasn't good all around. It was a good all around. <laughs> Lots of blood flowing around. there. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, Nash, on, on, your, on your broadcasting thing, though, and I told Upy when we started doing this, and, and I told myself before I did with Upy, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to just go on. Th- you know, it's not easy right away. It, t- it took a, t- a lot of time to get going, but... I think that I like about you the most is yourself. You're yourself. You say what you want to say. You don't rip guys, but you call it how it is. Is that kind of what you told yourself going in? I'm going to be Tyson Nash kind of thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's why they hired me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why your podcast is so successful because you guys are who you are. And I, what drives me crazy about the hockey guys and I get it to some extent, but I'm like, I'm so glad that now they're being a little more, more outgoing. Cause we're all unreal guys. Like we're all good dudes. We all have great stories. And big personalities, for the most part, I wish guys would would show it more. Um, and I think this was a real good outlet for me, just to kind of freewheel and just be who I am. Um, and you know, I've obviously got myself in a lot of hot water over the years. I think the Rafi Torres hit was one of the, one of those things. I think I had uh, two thousand voice messages on my phone at the Ritz Carlton in Chicago, death <laughs> threats, and they're going to run me down on Michigan Avenue. And and then last year with the Zegra stuff. Um, but I, I, I tell it like it is. And yeah. I think that's why people appreciate me. Um, you know, you got to keep your credibility. That's the biggest thing. I mean, you, you can't just, you know, ride the, ride the wave of social media and where it's going. Because, um, you know, I, I just couldn't sleep at night. I, I couldn't respect myself. Uh, if I didn't say it like it is. And if I rip on a player, I'll be the first guy to go in that locker room and be like, hey, I, I was pretty hard on you last night. I'm sure your your mom and your dad and your girlfriend or your wife <laughs> I already told you that I yeah. I uh, chirped you for giving up a pizza at the middle of the ice. And we'll have a conversation and then we'll then we'll move on. I think the players respect it.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's well said.
0: Uh, I want to ask you about the the plans. First of all, we, I'm on board with the Arizona Coyotes last year. I'm on board. I, I don't know. I love the Mold Arena. I love your team. I, I love Lawson Krause. I love Nick Ritchie. He I love Old Town. I love Liam O'Brien. I, I think the Coyotes. <laughs> I do love Old Town. I think the Coyotes could. I think they could play a little bit harder, even like you. When you see these guys, like we talk about how the game's changed. Like, There's some meat and potatoes on this team where they could have a
2: little bit more "fuck you" in them. I I agree with that. I, I'll always want want that. I, I think this team, though, before Bill Armstrong got here, was so soft. Like yeah. I, I've never seen guys like Oliver ekman Larson and, and Clayton Keller and Connor Garland get slapped around like just. Absolutely freaking slapped around all over the ice and no one does anything about it. I'm looking between the benches, going, is someone gonna address <laughs> this? Like, yeah. and honestly, I, I believe that that Bill Armstrong has done a real nice job uh drafting bigger players, um, you know, signing bigger guys, like and just Nick Ritchie. I mean, this guy's an absolute monster. How like he's the perfect fit Toronto? Yeah, for couldn't play Toronto, couldn't play in how Toronto. Does, <laughs> play in Toronto. How, I'm like, I shake my head every day. I'm like, how does this guy not? on the side with, with Austin Matthews, like no one messes with anyone when he's out there no. in today's, in today's game. I, I love him. Lawson Krause. Uh, I call him the velvet hammer. I mean, he's got sick <laughs> mitts. He can score he scored 20 goals last year. He's six, 220 pounds. No one messes with him either. Liam O'Brien. Um, so that part has been so refreshing. We're not going to win a lot of hockey games, maybe, but no one's going to come into that mullet arena, which is so intimate. Uh, the fans right on top of you. And no one is going to push this this group around. So I think it fits uh, the identity of, of what we're trying to do here in, in Arizona.
0: Yeah. Real yeah. quick, just I want to tag the Lawson Crows thing. I don't think he realizes how tough he could be just yet. Like, I think he's no. still realizing, like, he needs to get in a couple more and then he's going to be like, fuck, yeah. all right, I could dominate yeah. this league because he is a monster. But that's, but so if you're talking to him, say, Obi said, fucking drop him a few more times. I know I agree and and now
1: sure do you see Bill Armstrong implementing kind of like that St. Louis style of like you got to have a fourth line that that battles you got to have big D um and then and then your your you know your offensive guys can flourish has he kind of brought that mindset into that kind of system
2: yeah you know I love Bill I, I love talking to him um you know he's fascinating because he is Completely. How do you not, when, when the blueprint works, how do you not take that blueprint and bring it with you when you go to another team and he's got the luxury of like, we're rebuilding. I mean, I know people rip on us and we're, you know, low hanging fruit or the laughing stock at some times. But if you really look at a lot of teams around the league, is there anything more disappointing as a fan or as, as a, as a player or as anyone in the organization being mediocre? every year there's so many mediocre teams around the league we're blowing it up here in arizona we are blowing it up we need to blow it up we we've been rebuilding for 20 years as long as i've been here and we've never drafted properly uh because we always think there's a chance like even when wayne gretzky came here it was like you know, we can't lose as Wayne Gretzky is your coach. Like, we gotta, we got to win. So, all of a sudden, we're bringing in the Peter Nedbeds, the Curtis Josephs, the Ed Jovanowski. Scotty Ronix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And instead of, like, we're still not making the playoffs. So, now, instead of getting, like, you think about those teams back then and, and the years, Crosby, Malkin. Uh, Kane, Taves, Ovechkin. I mean, we should have two of those guys. Instead, we got the Kyle Turruses of the, of the, you know, the Martin Hansels, the Mikel Bodkins. I mean, those are not franchise players, right? So yeah, yeah, Bill Armstrong right. now has blown this thing up and he's hired the right people, uh, you know, around him, the, the top scouts in the world, and he's paying them. Our ownership is bought into this a thousand percent. And hopefully when we build that rink, um, and we move out of Mullet Arena in in three or four years. That we are set. We're we have franchise players. We have guys like Austin Matthews, and maybe he yeah. wants to come back and, and play in that new barn, which I don't think is is too far uh, far off the map. But we have franchise players that people want to pay to come and watch. And this team is seven or eight years, I believe, away from uh, from winning a cup if they can. Yeah, you know, stay of the course.
0: I agree. Yeah, you just kind of, you're so right. And, and we started a rumor about Austin Matthews going to either to Arizona if they get the new barn, or maybe LA if they don't get the new barn. But I'm with you. You got cap room. You're rebuilding. Talk to me about the new rink, Nasher. Like, is 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 three years a really realistic goal or like because I love Moll Arena, but moving forward, I agree with everything you said. I think Arizona is going to go from people think they're a laughing stock in 5 years it's going to be like oh boy this team has a chance to win but how realistic is a new barn in 3 years
2: well i mean a lot of stuff has to happen yeah. uh, i don't know the political side of it yeah. uh, which is an absolute train wreck but our ownership group is willing to put up over 2 billion dollars of their own money to to fund this rink it's not like we're going to the city and going hey we we need a loan we we need you guys to step up no we're we're they're doing it all that's how dedicated this guy is to getting it done in Arizona. And I don't know if you guys have seen the renderings, but they are absolutely insane. And the players are ready. I mean, you guys know the lockouts, the Olympic breaks, the the All-Star breaks. Everyone in the world comes down to Arizona. Can you imagine if we actually have the best rink in in the league to play in, Uh, top-notch players, uh, superstars? I mean, we're, we're five minutes from Old Town Scottsdale. We're two minutes from Mill Avenue. I mean, it is absolute uh fantasy island right now in in arizona if we can get that rink built um, and I, I think it's, I do believe, I think it's going to happen. If anyone's going to get it done, it's going to be the Morello group, which, uh, I mean, these guys are, are billionaires for a reason, right? I yeah. laugh when people are like, Oh, I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. They're billionaires. Like, yeah, shut up. You, you know yeah. nothing about business. Yeah, yeah. stop talking. You lost me. You lost me. a, a billionaire.
1: <laughs> no, you're right. Cause it is a place that deserves yeah, uh, the entertainment value. Right. And then, and then the people will come, if you build it, the people will come and that's that's exactly what they've been missing. Yeah, I was just like, Dude, you guys know you played there. That old barn, even as a road
0: team, you come in there. It's like, fuck, I'm, fest. I'm in Scot- Scottsdale's oh. fucking 45 minutes. Like, why is the rink not over there? This is brutal. I took a cab back at three in the morning. I'm like, this is awful. Like, who built this rink? That's just all I used to think when I went in there. Who built this rink? It's in the middle of a farmer's field.
2: I mean, it was, it was never about a rink. That's the, what people don't understand. I mean, even when there's you know, eight, eight 10,000, 8,000. It's, it's like the worst. You can hear a mouse fart in there. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. This mullet arena guys, we're it, is, it is awesome. It <laughs> is absolutely insane. I never played in college. I can just imagine now, and the fans are on top of you. It's like, you're playing junior hockey. Again, the players are skating around, see mom and dad in the stands and you're waving, you know, they're giving you the hand signals or whatever our parents <laughs> used to do as crazy as they were, but it's so intimate. Um, and it is absolutely beautiful. So, only 5,000 states, but for the time being, it's, it's a good stepping stone.
1: Awesome. Well, we can't wait to come. Yeah,
2: we will going to be there. Waste be there management in the new year. open.
0: I want to talk to you about your golf game because I text you a few Ooh. times on, on every off day, which I respect about you even more. You're like, oh, I'm it up off day. So, is that a ritual every off day, or how often are you
2: getting out there? You guys, I mean, I know you guys are good players, but I don't know what's, I'm supposed to be an athlete and hockey players are <laughs> supposed to be good golfers. I went up to Idaho this summer and I, uh, I spent the summer up there with like uh, Ray Whitney and all those guys. I played every single day. I started in the mid eighties. I'm like, okay, okay, I got it. And I couldn't break a hundred by the end every single day for two months straight and I got worse. I got worse and I lost a boatload of money too. But I'm fun to play with. I will say that. I'm fun to play with. I, I believe that.
0: Hey Nasher, sure. I'm kind of the same way. Like if I play once a week, I play better than I do if I play two or three times a week. I just I bring bad habits into my game when I play too much. i am am a I'm a one-a-week guy. Just stay away, just good enough to get that Friday game with the boys. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. and you know what? I, I was left-handed. I was actually I was right-handed, then I switched to left-handed. And now I'm full right-handed, full right-handed, except I still left. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I need I need some serious help. I mean, I Might think the, ans-
1: the, the, yeah, the answer is you're a bit, a bit of a mental midget here, I think.
2: <laughs> I get so nervous. Like, you're on the tee box, and you're like, unless I have, like, eight or nine cocktails, like, you're sitting there and, like, Wayne Gretzky's there and like all these John Elway, yeah. you know, Sean Payton. And I'm sitting there like shitting my head. <laughs> and of course, freaking skull went off the toe, freaking into the bush, right? I'm like, oh my well, God. Well, there's no You're shortage. Like, of- who
0: hit that shot, boys? Who hit that shot <laughs> yeah.
2: there? That wasn't me. Well, <laughs> There's that? no
1: shortage of booze at uh, Gauzer Ranch. No. So, I mean, oh you, gosh, I was, you I should be two to, How's that at least bar? two tequilas deep before you even come down the hill to the first tee.
2: I know, but I wait for the comfort station. I mean, I, yeah. I don't
1: have your type of money up here. So you know, <laughs> hey, I'm a guest. I'm the world's hate. best guest, He's not bro. paying for I'm anything at Discovery, bro. He's not <laughs> paying for anything. Oh, uh, Nasher, you're a beauty. We yeah. appreciate you coming on, man, taking some yeah. time, joining the boys. Um, yeah, like you said, we got to come see you guys to witness Mullet Arena firsthand. Yeah. Um, but appreciate your time. Yeah, so. Nasher, yeah. thanks,
2: buddy. You're a beauty. You're good for the game. Keep her going, fella. Hey, thank you guys, and hey, keep kicking ass, you guys. I love to see guys after hockey's done be successful, do what they love, and you bring the personality. So keep doing it, boys. Thanks, buddy.
0: Welcome back to Mr. Curfew,
1: beauty beauty he's Fuck going you to guys, hit the range you, i don't know is he going to go right-handed or left-handed I <laughs> that was fucking I i've been telling you to do that for years yeah you have been you have been are you a switch hitter in baseball
0: you, no just a lefty binger's gonna find out so you're just a, lefty a power lefty fucking see, and you got a great on. swing but,
1: but but it's the fucking but, i i swear but, maybe that Binger, al- you see that maybe that elbow of yours would wouldn't feel so bad if you actually hit the golf elbow, ball elbow. left-handed elbow if i hit the
0: bucket ball left-handed i'd be hitting it out where you do i know but try I don't have it? the time to start over, do I? I'm just gonna give up. I mean, you're gonna do sober January. You say why don't you go left handed January I, too? I could give up my membership at Big Canyon. I'm, I'm my due, I'm about to have to go regular here. Maybe I just give it <laughs> oh, up man. and just go to the driving range for the next five <laughs> years. I hope it comes down and then
1: rejoin. Happy, happy. How long do you think it would take me? It would take me fucking three months. No, three months, and you would be hitting golf balls pure left handed. Three months? Three months. Wow. If you if you played twice a week, three months with left handed yeah. clubs. Does it feel foreign to you? I, we're getting off topic. Does yeah. it feel foreign to you looking down at a golf ball with a left handed club? Yeah. Or does it, it looks foreign. Yeah. So it's just, it's in your eye right now, the golf ball to the right handed swing. But I think once your eye changes, your feels already there. You're smacking baseballs and you fucking Pickle Pickleballs. Pickle Pickleballs. Yeah, own so Na- Nash has got some mental
0: issues, like you said, oh, yeah, on the like golf it. course. I don't know how discovery can have any mental That's like the one place where. You I don't even worry. Yeah, well, I'm just like fuck it. Whatever happens out here happens. We're here for a good time. Totally. i um, great guy. Hey, listen, I'm gonna say the one. The thing he said about the the Arizona Coyotes, I'm with him. Right? Everyone thinks they're a laughing stock right now. <laughs> if this rink is built, they have salary. They have cap room, which is the number one thing in the NHL right now. And they got the desert and, and you sunshine. Heard it, you that's, heard it here that's first. AM34. We said it. Austin Matthews. We said a year ago. Yeah, but he's gonna go to Tempe if they build he's a new rink. Got so. a
1: sick pad. Bieber's probably got one next to him, too. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, and
0: everything he said about the fans, too, right? Like, people want to go there. Yeah. So it, it, it's great. So he was a great interview. Um, We will see him at Mold Arena in, in the new year. We'll right. be out there. So thanks to Tyson Ash. Updog, thank you. Banger, yes, Maxi. I was missing curfew. I got love fucking
3: my name.